Today's show is brought to you by FreshBooks.com. Get a 30-day free trial at www.gofreshbooks.com backslash gang. The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Newman, and this week I am deathly ill. Mm-hmm. And I apologize because I sound like like just like a wet fart noise every once in a while. And and if you're just going to have to excuse that because I'm not going to edit out all of that on the podcast. But I'm joined by plenty of healthy, wonderful people this week that sound great, including Ben Howard. How are you, Ben? I'm good. I'm alive. I'm, I'm, I'm not sick, so my, my sympathies to you, sir. It's okay. It's okay. I like. I took a day off work, which is like the second day off work I've ever taken in the last five years. I didn't realize that till today. And she's. And I took a half day. And she's like, just take a full day. And I was like, why? And she's like, because you, you have plenty of sick time. And I was like, okay, cool. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> story. Peter, how are you? Uh, I sympathize with you a little bit actually, because I've had allergies all day. So you're catching me at the end of the day of sniffles and sneezes and watery eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Get the watery eyes. And, of course, we're also joined this week, uh, coming back after a little bit of a hiatus, Sean Solis. How are you, Sean? I'm good. Um, was at the beach last weekend, as you, well as no one actually can tell who's listening to this cast, but I am very brown. <laughs> <laughs> Relatively brown. It's, you, no, I mean, he's got, you know, brown, red. He's got an amber sheen. Yeah. The amber <laughs> let, me get my, let me get my color palette. Let's do this. <laughs> and we're also joined this week by uh, Trevor Flynn. How are you, Trevor? I'm okay. I'm, I'm healthy enough, I guess, you know. <laughs> Everyone in my world is sick. My girlfriend is sick. My dog is sick. Everyone's sick. Oh my god, your sick dogs are freak, freaking Aww. out more than anything. Like yeah, I can be true. sick, but when your dog's sick, it's like, I would take your illness for you. Sorry, again, then we're also joined this <laughs> no. week by Sarah Becker. How are you, Sarah? I'm pretty good. I am, I am on the tail end of being sick, so I was very recently where you were, Jack, my sympathies. <laughs> still, still got a bit of a cough, and if I get excited about something on the cast... You will hear. So. Okay. As long as you don't have like a like a like a mucus spit cup in front of you, like I'm just I'm dragging out this sick thing. I'm gonna stop talking about it for the rest of the cast. I'm really sorry. It's been too much. Yeah, that up front right here. That bit went a little too far. I'm sorry. I'm very like I'm very. It's hurting me right now. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I need I need everyone to know how much effort I put into this. God. Um. But okay, we're also joined this week by special guest Katie Powell. How are you, Katie? Nice to have you on MGP. It's nice to be here. I'm doing great today. Awesome, awesome. Unfortunately, Bobby could not make it this year this week, which would have been great because it would have been one of the few times that we actually had more girls than guys for this cast. So unfortunately, we're still male-dominated for the Wonder Woman cast. Well, Relatively. There still would have been more guys, even if she was here. (laughs) That's true. What's well, cool? It, oh yeah, I'd never count myself in that. Like I have the little faces down here. <laughs> I know. I don't count. God. All right. Well, we're gonna start off this week with a trailer corner, and we saw Murder on the Orient Express, which was, I think, strongly featured. I think everyone that went to Wonder Woman probably saw this because it was featured in my theater. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a big no. Wonder uh, Wonder Brothers release, so they're pushing it hard. Yeah. I didn't actually. Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen very little on it. 
oddly. Yeah. Well, I think the thing that was interesting is that it actually got quite a bit of uh, leeway and, and interesting, and there was a lot of, like, Twitter was buzzing about it and interesting. What did you guys think of the trailer? Let's start uh, with uh, you, Ben. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very excited for this movie before I saw the trailer, so I will just admit that I'm – even the worst trailer would – would get me hype just because I think it's a I love Murder on the Eric Sprints. It's a wacky, wacky Agatha <laughs> Christie novel that yeah. just allows for a bunch of ham sandwiches to just go crazy. And they hired a bunch of great actors to do that. And it's directed by Kenneth Branagh, the master of opulence and over extravagance and, and uh, things of that nature. So that being said, I think the trailer's kind of shitty. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's kind of cut like a. a a gone girlish murder mystery which i guess it kind of is and then it has a terrible imagine dragon song at the end so yeah but i'm glad you brought that up it bothers me to be entirely honest with you is that imagine is that terrible imagine dragon song yeah as soon as it came on i was like god fucking damn it i would recommend uh tracking down the reddit thread (laughs) of of the trailer because someone in there recut the end with like 19 different songs including like i kissed a girl and i liked it (laughs) they're like completely totally inconsistent songs and it was brilliant (laughs) all right well i think um any other kind of thoughts about this trailer i mean trailer sucked interested for the idea was kind of the thing that people were talking about what do you guys think about introduction of certain characters like obviously uh it's not. It's not Judy Dench in there, is it? Like, or who's That's the Judy lady? Dench. Yeah, it is. It, is. Yeah, it actually is Judy Dench. Dench. It's that not the lady that always looks like Judy Dench. Yep. Mm. Yep. Not. What is her, her name? Not the lady who looks like Judy Dench. <laughs> yeah, there's always, I always confuse for Judy Dench. I can never tell. This is clearly I don't I, know. Her I can't name, read but, your mind, Jack. We don't. Know. Uh, are you thinking <laughs> of the lady that plays the queen? Is it the woman from Downton Abbey? Is that who you're talking about? I think it is. I think it is. It's a Maggie. Maggie Smith. Yeah. Maggie Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Maggie Smith. Yeah. All old women look alike to me. I don't know. <laughs> British people. If you're old yeah, and you're British, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like the they, they look dignified. We're and so like freaking American do. right now. <laughs> I don't know. What What do you want from me? All old British uh, ladies look the same. For you, the listeners of the Movie Gang podcast, Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save 10% on any new subscription at LootCrate.com. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to TryLootCrate.com backslash gang, as in the Movie Gang, and enter promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. This month of the month of June, it's going to be featuring uh, Alter Ego, which uh, looks at the alternative identities of both superheroes and all the individuals in science fiction. It's going to be focused on this kind of like broad element to kind of bring you all sorts of nifty gifts and toys. That's Loot Crate. It's uh, it's essentially a monthly uh, a monthly gift for somebody that actually loves you and knows the things that you actually like, as opposed to everyone else in your life. Uh, to save ten percent on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com/backslash/gang, as in the movie gang. Again, that's trylootcrate.com backslash gang to save 10% on any new subscription and our promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. All right, moving on today to our review of Wonder Woman. Before she was Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot, she was Diana, princess of the Amazons, trained to be an unconquerable warrior. Raised on a sheltered island paradise, Diana meets an American pilot, played by Chris Pine, who tells her about the massive conflict that's raging in the outside world. Convinced that she can stop the threat, Diana leaves her home for the first time, fighting alongside men in a war to end all wars. She finally discovers her full powers and true destiny. Yeah, yeah. 
that, that uh, <laughs> I was actually shocked that they only really played uh, they they only really played the guitar solo thing like really at the end credits. Or did anyone else see when it came on? No, a couple times. No, I thought they, 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 they did it once times. or twice during the movie, but that's because um, I think Hans Zimmer originally wrote that theme for the short sequence in Batman v Superman. Right. Uh, but then he didn't do the music for this film. Yeah. Right. They kind of so. blended it more of an orchestral, less synthesizer-y yeah. sound. Yeah. You know, I'm always shocked by this movie. This is a $149 million, million dollar movie, which is actually like for like a summer blockbuster production is freaking cheap. Like, yeah, it cost $115 million less than Man of Steel. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, see that's that with crazy. the CG, and it's like bit. twenty million less than uh, Mockingjay Part Two, which is what most people compare it to from a box office perspective. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, coming in uh, well, first, uh, let's get uh, let's actually you know this may seem a little bit sexist, but I actually wanted to give you know the girl perspective before we get into all the different men that'll talk <laughs> about Wonder Woman today. <laughs> I so, think that's fair. <laughs> it's probably fair. <laughs> it's like if I if I have negative things to say about it, there's probably a greater cultural context that's happening happening here that I don't understand. So first up, Sarah Becker, what do you think? I really, really liked this movie. It there were some things that I didn't like about it, which we'll get to it later, but I think this is definitely one of, if not my new favorite superhero movie of all of them. I just I really had a good time watching it. I thought it was great. Gal Gadot was amazing. And um, yes, I have very positive feelings about this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Katie, how about you? I am in the same boat there. Uh, there were a couple of issues with it that we can get into a little bit later, but overall... No, no, no go ahead. Go ahead. Like, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's go, down, let's go down the line. Let's break it down. <laughs> All right. You know what? The ending was really cheesy. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that was, yeah. I get superhero cheesy. I get that, but come on, woman. Yeah, I, I felt, <laughs> it felt like the end of a Spider-Man movie, actually, especially because oh she God. was like flying over a metropolis I, and in like in was, slow motion. And there was a yeah. lot of Raimi Spider-Man in this I, movie. And, oh my God! Oh, oh my yeah. God! This is this is. I'm so excited because this was like gonna be my core point <laughs> that the director was told to go make. Captain America one, and she really wanted to make like Spider Man one, Sam Raimi instead. Like I feel like there is that sort of dual duality forces playing here in this movie. But uh, sorry, sorry, getting ahead. I, I had to sub- shove it in there because like I was so excited that everyone saw that too because I thought <laughs> I would be arguing forever that's like this is more inspired by Spider Man two than any like major Marvel movie. I, I think it is, and I think that's one of the reasons uh, I really enjoyed this film yeah. a lot. Is uh, it's been a long time since I've actually felt a movie, superhero movie, feel actually heroic. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it more, but the scene in No Man's Land actually got me emotional, and I can't remember the last time a superhero yeah. film has done that. And that scene literally exactly. reminded me why people like superheroes. I was like, oh, because it's like this incredible moment of femininity and strength and honor and justice and sacrifice. And it, the thing is, this movie is definitely highs and lows. I don't think it's perfect, but the highs are so good that I give it perhaps more praise than maybe deserves overall i don't know for sure but at the very least i could say from an emotional perspective so much this movie worked until like the last 20 minutes <laughs> uh, yeah i i figured that's that's probably my big complaint about this movie most likely has to do with kind of the action 
and uh, kind of that sliding, like that sliding slow motion effect where it's like it speed ramps ramping. the speed. They did yeah. the 300 thing. 300. Yeah. 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 Which is funny because it's such a Zack Snyder thing that he just doesn't do anymore. Do you know? Like it's, yeah. it's such, it's, it's still like, it feels like Zack Snyder is still like affecting this universe in like a weird way and kind of like the design element. And it's a little bit more colorful, especially on the mascara than Man <sighs> of Steel, but it's still like, it's still pretty great. I mean, it makes more sense in the context of what they're doing here in like World War One. But at yeah, the same that's why time, I forgave the desaturation more because, like you said, Themyscira was very colorful and right, and, and it ramps it ramps to desaturation, and it, and it's as her emotional like it actually feels in the context like it has a point like it's her emotional journey um, till the end when she suddenly like finds the power of love and kills Ares. <laughs> but spoilers, no, um, no, it wasn't Ares. <laughs> so I think one of the you know I'll just chime in really quickly. I think. One of the things I like most about this movie is that it, it was able to successfully give a sense of like how terrible World War One was in terms of just like the emotional toll it took on people and the, the types of weapons that were introduced in that conflict. While also having like a really overpowered superhero like along the lines of, you know, Superman or Thor, right? Like she's literally a goddess, like a daughter of Zeus. Right. And right. She's still, still made it, you know, emotionally impactful, which I, I thought was a really impressive feat. Well, I okay, so this is where I like, you know, I probably disagree with Sarah a little bit. Like I agree with I agree with the allusions to Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. I disagree with kind of like this movie is a little bit more straightforward about it and probably a little bit more on the nose at times. I think characters soliloquize a little too much. Uh like they kind of soliloquize on almost like a non-parody style hot fuzz level almost at certain points about like the nature of man and that's fine and i think that its philosophy is all coming from a good place i do think that like you know the last 20 minutes again i think ben has a point i would actually like you to expand on that ben if you don't mind and i'm not actually actually you know what let's go ahead and go back a bit and let's start with kind of like characters and what you guys thought of gal gadot's because i feel like i feel like i'm i'm like i'm trying to like fess out what i had issues with at the same time it's primarily action issues but i don't want it to come across like i'm searching for the negative which i do think i am a little bit is like you have to search for the negative or what necessarily bothered me in this movie but uh let's start with uh, gal gadot's character what did you think of her portrayal as wonder woman or the second time she's portrayed one yeah, I um, I Portrayed. I liked um, uh, the action wasn't as uh, much of a problem for me. Although I see where you're coming from, um, I liked her interpretation, and overall, that's what I enjoyed about the movie. Is it made me excited to remember Wonder Woman's character? Like the only introduction I'd had before right. this was maybe just watching justice league when i was a teenager and i was like oh yeah wonder woman is kick-ass like not not just that but she's like snarky and funny and like clever i just i remembered how much she rocks as a character because of one of my things that always is like interesting to me here is that it's kind of like her position in the jla is totally flipped from what it was in the comics Mm -hmm. like wonder woman in the comics was never afraid to murder people like she just (laughs) did it like she was a warrior like that's what she said she's like i'm a warrior and like and then there's like this whole scene with like uh maxwell lord who mind controls like superman and uses superman to like nearly kill batman and wonder woman just like breaks his neck to save her friend's life and like and like superman and batman read her the riot act over it and she's like i don't give a fuck yeah what did you think about um her naivete that's the thing that didn't like it was funny but so hard i love that 
Really? Because for me, what works so well about Wonder Woman is that she just loves life. Like, when she eats the ice right. cream and is like... The ice cream was the uh, okay. okay. It's just, like, great and you should be proud. Like, she's just, like, I love. I love so that that was happy. the new 52 moment that they actually pulled. Like, and, and, like, and like her telling the ice cream vendor... Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm from so the, glad from they pulled the animated nothing. movie? Yeah. I don't actually know if that's a classic Wonder Woman moment. I know it's like a big New Fifty Two moment when she like eats ice cream off her sword, and she's like, "You should be so proud of your of your craft. You're amazing." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. Like, I, I know, I know it's, I know it's, at least, I know it's at least an illusion from like from from I think like the two thousand nine DC animated movie Wonder Woman. Right. Like, when, when she's like talk, when she's talking to this little girl in the park, and she and she hands her ice cream, and she's like, "This is amazing," and yeah. then like she Which puts is, her sword down. She's just like, mm. "That one is almost <laughs> that, that one. That movie is almost shot for shot." The New, inter- new Wonder Woman introduction in the New 52, which thankfully has gone away, and we've gone back to a more, uh, like, kind of a better non-Superman dating version of Wonder Woman. Thank God. Um, thank I, God. I yeah. did. I did appreciate her journey in this movie from naivete to worldliness. <laughs> the only thing is, as funny as it was, it doesn't make sense what she knows versus what she doesn't. Like she's read right. through cities, but, she but she's never is. heard of marriage like, before. I'm kind of yeah. like. Ah. Right, sure. Like, right, yeah, and it's like she didn't part. know like what it mean to like toast and like bump glasses, and I was like, really? The Amazons just don't do that. And <laughs> it's, I, like, it's like it's like you know bunches of languages, but you don't know this. <laughs> I'm confused. I think yeah. I think that worked for me because it was consistently things that she thought were just stupid that humans were just dumb about. Like things like marriage yeah, like and things like impractical things. Impractical things. Anything impractical to her was useless Shooter and not slick. worth learning. Oh, yeah. Right. Social <laughs> mores and things like that are just pointless to her. Well, I, I think okay, it, I have to ask. Go ahead, Sarah. I, I, I was just going to say that it, like, it works on... I thought it worked on... <laughs> Go ahead, Sarah. <laughs> on a number of different Sean levels, right? Like, you know, she, her naivete was both funny. It made sense in the sense that she came from literally like a paradise island of a bunch of Amazons. But it also empowered her character because she, you know, she was able to go into situations where... You know, a typical woman of the time, you know, in the 1910s, uh, would not, you know, be willing to just say "fuck you, you all, you all are wrong." Was that a woman in generals. the war room? Why was a woman in here? Yeah, but but, yeah. but it was so I, I, well I enjoyed, done. I, just, I enjoyed their casting call for stuffy British people because it was <laughs> on point. <laughs> so spot. Oh, 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 oh my god! I'm stuffy and British. I'm so I'm so glad that there weren't that many scenes, and I'm so glad we didn't get a title drop. I worried about this yeah. so much. Yeah. I yeah. was in a, she's wonderful. Oh, God, that would have been so good. <laughs> oh. um, but there's no use imagining horrible moments that didn't happen. Because um, thank God for that. Uh, especially with that, that other elements of it. But one of the things that did sort of bug me, and we kind of like alluded to it a little bit, I enjoyed the fish out of water. And I actually enjoyed this portrayal of Wonder Woman by Gal Gadot much more than BVS Wonder Woman. Um, because that's just a little bit more... I don't know. It, it, there, looking back on it, elements of it are a little bit corny, but we'll get to that eventually. But like, it's interesting to me to see kind of the fish out of water style Wonder Woman be more interesting. And like, it's it's and, you know the big thing that this is going to draw a lot of comparison to from the Marvel side is of course Captain America: The First Avenger, um, which I'm sorry, I want to go on record as saying I prefer, but at the same oh. time. Oh no! You're I'm, killing I'm there, me. guys. I'm sorry. I really like that movie. No, I like it too. I, I don't know which I prefer, but I like that movie. Yeah, 
like the I first half of that movie. Think, that's the problem. I love the first half of the movie. I don't know if I care. I, and I, I think that's the thing that I'll say. Like you know, if you were to rate Marvel movies in this one, like I think this is the high watermark for DC, no question. Um, probably about a mid watermark in the Marvel spectrum. And and that's the thing is that when you actually like put a gun to my head and said what are the good Marvel movies, I'm like the three Captain Americas, Avengers, and like half of the first Iron Man, like and Guardians, and that's like, which is which is good. It's just like. I, I don't necessarily know that I would ever call any of the Thors Hulk or like like amazing. Yeah, they're like they're like they're solid, but yeah. they're solid in like setting up story, setting yeah. up and continuing the story, but not like stellar. As in, yeah. I am going to I'm going to definitely watch this again, like you know tomorrow. Exactly, and I think that's I think that's the thing is like you know, and maybe this is just my perspective is just like I'm really more interested in seeing what Marvel will do with a female superhero because I... just. This for my Captain Marvel. Okay, so I, I have to strongly disagree with you on on your point about the first Captain America because that was like mediocre. If like <laughs> if you like made a superhero movie that was the definition of mediocre, would be the first Captain America movie. Whereas this movie was doing so many interesting things, <laughs> like the, the heavier, no, the, like, like the sorry, lift, Sean, the lift for like this the movie action, was like just movie. so much heavier. Okay, guys, guys, if I if I could uh, intercut here, um, I, I I I wanted to get us back to the the feminism angle a little bit. I don't want us to necessarily have to talk about that for the rest of the cast, but I, it's inevitable, and I kind of want to get into it. Gashan had a good point about um, the pleasure of seeing um, a woman in like nineteen tens Britain ruffling <sighs> feathers, and then Jack also brought up the fact of you know what this kind of um, brings up expectations for marvel to do the expectations on this movie partly were so high because oh yeah like it is the first female superhero movie right. of the trend recently well, actually in the past, it's like, not it's like catwoman no no no, not the catwoman. first but like of the recent you know resurgence that we've had like it, it's, it's the first um, and the first in a while. you know uh, um um performance of the most famous female superhero right right I, yeah. I think it's right. a bigger deal because like even marvel doesn't marvel has avengers who are female like the wasp but at the same time like you know wonder woman is the big three like wonder woman is yeah, she is part right. of the Trinity. exactly and that and that's the thing she is the biggest female uh um you know superhero. superhero and i think one of the issues with her dealing with kind of their backstory is that you know because she's one of the oldest female superheroes there's a lot of warts on her history that i think they do get around uh, pretty nicely as they go well what i kind of wanted to bring up um is just and and partly um it because jenna isn't here i want i want to channel <laughs> what i think her perspective would be and i i, I say that but i don't want to put I would say I don't want to put words in her mouth, but that's exactly what I want to do, just to to, to hear what she has to say and instead, uh, hopefully. But um, Jenna, you can yell at us later. I, yeah, I I want to I want to argue that this potentially wasn't feminist enough, and I don't think I mean I still really enjoyed it, but there are just a lot of little moments for me, particularly the oh, ending yeah. and the fact that the romance kind of was really shunted in. Like, oh, um, I thought the romance was excellent. No, I, I, I totally disagree. No, no, no what? No, 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 no. I heartless people. You heartless no. people. <laughs> I, I, Dude, like, okay. One of the things that, okay, well, uh, let's, let's hold off ben. on the romance. Just a minute. Okay, I, yeah, well, I, I have other points. Um, no, 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 and, and I think one of the ones that I wanted to bring up, am I just, am I just, go ahead. No, all right, go ahead. Yeah, you're just no, go ahead. Let, no, let the man talk. 
<laughs> all right, all right. Um, well, like for instance, just like little things, like whenever um, Chris Pine's character, uh, Captain Trevor, was teaching her how to dance, I re and she's like having this whole cultural moment. She's like, "That's not dancing." They're just swaying from side to side. I really wanted there to be a moment where she's like, "What?" So you're just gonna lead and tell me what to do? That's not dancing. But like that, I, you know, I like I needed so that moment. Ready for the like the lead bit with like yeah. dancing and it just didn't happen yeah so, and then jack and i talked about this before i don't know if this is where you wanted to bring it up but the 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 weirdly tasteful sex scene was kind of actually uncomfortable for me um right. it's like they were yeah. to, and to me that that says that they're so afraid I, of sexualizing her and that they just he, didn't want to show any sexuality at all before, and i don't mean to interrupt but i want to get this no. in perspective um, one of the things that people get a lot of mad about is like the fact that like the female romance subplot of Garrus Vicarian never completes or gets a sex scene, and that's kind of what I felt. It's like, yeah, like I don't think BVS would have had any issue giving either character a sex, and I think they did give a Superman kind of a sex scene they in did. BVS. Yeah, it was it was it was absolutely awful. But that like it is really like, weird. and that's the thing is like the the way they handled it, it felt like oh, this is a female movie. We don't show actual sex, and so for me, that was kind of like like they were dancing around the issue, and it was like I don't know that you guys need to suggest that she like can't have sex. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I was uh, it was it was it was, like was like ham-handed to me. Though yeah, I, like she... I also wanted to say though that the lighting in that scene was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it was pretty. Like, well, they, since like, you all are in... heartless, heartless people, I would okay. like to. Then, then why don't you explain why you think it is? <laughs> I think it's a fantastic love story, and it's one that I haven't seen probably since Casino Royale, where I actually felt the love story added to the movie. Because for one, I think Chris Pine is goddamn fantastic in this movie. He's channeling. Oh, his, oh I agree like, with that. Most yeah. William Shatneriest. Yeah, Chris Pine was born to play this sort of like male role, like funny sidekick sexual. Like he was, he was born for this role, yeah. just like un- undoubtedly in my mind. And I think they had great and chemistry. I think I it is such a fantastic subversion in the boat scene, which I think is probably one of the best scenes oh, in the movie. Yeah, and this excellent scene where he's just like, she's like, "Why don't you want to come lie with me?" And he's like, "Well, we don't do that." And then you know, she's like. Well, you know, I know about the pleasures of the flesh. We don't need men. And there's like a nice little joke about that. And they right. just lay there. <laughs> back, back to the lesbians for a second. We and had I, a moment during that scene. It was great. <laughs> and uh, I have a question specifically for uh, Sarah and uh, and Katie later. Um, but it was just a really sweet moment where they just lie together clothed. And it builds slowly. And it has actual character beats. And they inevitably actually become a couple and i think you compare uh what because patty jenkins wanted to do thor the dark world and she was actually hired onto it but then she had creative differences and uh, i think a lot of what people are saying and the reason natalie portman has left is that natalie portman wanted to have an actual real character and have real emotional arcs and she is just damsel in distress in that movie you know um and i love that this is a film that felt honest and felt like a real relationship and felt like it built like a real relationship and defined her as a character because it was interesting that she didn't need Steve, but Steve was the one who taught her why humanity is worth fighting for. And I think that's uh, such a really interesting turn and y'all are heartless. But right, couldn't they have still done that with them just right. being friends? I don't know. Like this is weird that I'm that like bothered by it. But I just no, I don't it's know. not. It's not weird. Don't let don't let Ben dissuade you from the course <laughs> no, here. Like no. I, I, 
No, yeah. you, you, it's fine to not have a heart. It's okay, guys. Like, it's fine. You know what? You Fuck you. I'm so broken by the world. Like, <laughs> I mean, I actually. I think it was. I think yeah. for me, just, I was fine with gonna, the relationship. Right, no, no, up no, I'm up stopping you right here. Are you going to seriously tell me that the last 20 minutes when he kills himself and then she like finds the power of love and then like wakes up and suddenly can just destroy Ares is like? Oh, the power of love thing is dumb, but him killing himself is fantastic. It was such a good scene. No, it doesn't make any more sense. It's almost as bad as like the first. Avenger when Dark, Steve just like Dark Knight drops, rises like jumps into the Arctic. No, he because just float he him somewhere. No, he said that this blows up here is going to kill everybody. If it blows up over there, it's going to kill everybody. So I'm going to go up in the clouds where nobody is, and I'm going to blow myself uh, up. I disagree it's an with easy, that. I, I, easy solution, and it is an excellent choice that they he, actually and he had him like, die. <laughs> and the, yeah, and the buildup for that scene too. What was is he just going to do? Brilliant. Fly up there, parachute out, turn yeah, around midair, and yeah. shoot the plane? No. So that would have looked, cool. looked fucking badass. But exactly. No, it it's all about cool. that really excellent work. one shot on Chris Pine and his excellent acting while he was trying to decide what to do. I, I know I, I, the, the build up. Oh, that was so good. Because like that could have been like a completely devoid of emotion scene where he just like decides to make a sacrifice, but like seeing him, like the decision making process going on in his eyes as an actor was fucking awesome. Yeah, you yeah. could just see that all over his I, face. Not, it was I, Oh go go ahead, Kitty. I know, just that scene was really intense. Him just like trying to psych himself into killing himself, and knowing that this is it. And he he played that scene amazingly. Yeah, I, th- I think he's I think he's really great in this role and cast well. I believe like him and and like and him, I think like the pro- I guess like the thing is like uh, separating the romance from like the problem, the philosophical discussion that happens between them. I think the philosophical discussion is very good. I don't believe by the like by the sexual chemistry as opposed to like you know she's teaching him about like you know like they have this whole thing where he's like i'm a bad person and then that that comes full circle and his decisions to like you know teach her about like you know life and stuff and like you know we can be bad people but we can you know have redemption like redemption and all this stuff but i agree with that philosophical thrust i just think that that's not that's not the love arc that's not what is like happening between their own chemistry between the two and and i hate to say it but i don't really find the boat scene i think the boat scene is super awkward to be entirely honest and and i guess like for me it's just like not something that would play in a male superhero movie so i guess that from my part i'm kind of just like yeah and i guess that's the other thing is like so there's other elements that really bothered me like the fact that her shoes have giant wedges or yeah like <laughs> or like the fact that like she tries on there's the whole clothes scene and it's just like can you imagine a captain america where that scene happens and i guess like you're right there, like there was a thing. captain america scene where they put him in a dumb costume and he's mad like it's, it's yeah a but like it's, the focus isn't on the clothes like it's not like yeah it is it's like, about like what he's trying to be is what they're trying try to make on, he doesn't try be. on 300 versions of like clothes i i just i don't know <laughs> i understand what they're going for and i appreciate it at the same time like i don't think it like lands for me specifically and i think there's elements of it where it's, it doesn't feel like very it doesn't feel particularly progressive the wedges I think, um, the wedges yeah, see, they, they go ahead with the trying on tons of clothes, I, I kind of felt that scene because they did make it a little more comedic and over the top than they probably could have. But uh, there it's, it's part of that uh, pressure to fit in as a woman in this certain role in society and gasp, how dare you not? You have to wear this and this. You have to do this. And she's adamantly refusing and trying to kind of do some sort of compromise 
between what she's always known and she feels and knows is practical and what this, especially back then, society uh, is trying to press upon her as norms of behavior and dress. Right, right, and and I, I like, I like, I understand. Like, I'm not saying I don't understand the like what they're trying to do with it. I just think that a lot of times, like the, I guess that's the thing. The difference is maybe like I'm too wrapped up in the Marvel style of superheroes, and I want to see that just kind of straightforward superhero movie with a woman, as opposed to the Sam Raimi. Like the issue is that she is a woman. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that, and that maybe maybe might be a bit better in Justice League, and that's the that's just guess guess like the issue that I liked it her a touch better in, in BBS. It wasn't an issue. She just flies in and saves him, and and that's like I guess maybe that's my perspective on like what I want a, f- a female superhero movie is maybe, maybe, maybe that's wrong is to say that like, I want less issues of femininity because there's nothing, there's not a way that you can't address it at the same time. Like, you know, ah, man, I just like, I, I come, <laughs> I always come back around to the love thing at the end where it's just like, you know, the, like the whole super like the whole wonder woman and the Amazons as like a force of love to like bring like, man's world to like heal and term not heal but like you know like into like as a modifying factor and i guess like at that point i'm just like oh that's 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 that feels painful and maybe that's it was was a little too corny for you yeah i think that's i think that's well i think the the problem you're getting at particularly is that it's a traditionally feminine value and that that's a traditional role for femininity and that's what's maybe a little and maybe that's like what I wanted from Wonder Woman. I wanted the Wonder Woman that would break, uh, like Lord's neck, and like would just come out oh, man, be a woman, and that's didn't exactly, feel the need to apologize for it, and would just fucking kill people. And maybe that's, that's exactly maybe why that's I I love this movie because this movie made me dislike Man of Steel even more. Because <laughs> in Man of Steel, he has the power to save everyone, but won't. And in this, she doesn't have the power to save everyone and wants to so badly. The whole sequence of her in the trench. And just being like, look at all this suffering. Why do you let this fucking happen? Uh, you you could stop this. You could stop all of this like right now. And I think that's the, the ache of that made the yeah, film was, so yeah. much more emotionally strong. Yeah, it, to was, me. it was kind of it was pretty much in every action she did where she was like, why do, like why don't we leave them a scare to help these people? And when she was in that room with the general with, room with the generals, where she was like, how dare you like be totally willing and okay to sacrifice twenty million soldiers for the sake for the sake of your peace treaty? Yeah, like, like, and that's no, the thing I, is that while while love is you know as as Trevor put it, you know is you know traditionally viewed as a feminine value. Yeah, that line was you know I believe in love or love will save the world or whatever. Yeah, it seemed cheesy, but maybe it shouldn't be a feminine value. Like, what's wrong with you know a man taking that same viewpoint of all these people are in trouble? Why don't we do nothing, something about it? There's nothing wrong. It's just the the wrong thing is having like the first female superhero movie take that value. I don't, do you know what I, I mean? I, like I'm I not, I have no I'm issue like, with like, I have no issue with like it, the, the value being uh, like directed by like, like a, like a male superhero. I think the issue for me is the fact that it is specifically the female superhero the, and like the first really good one, not good female superhero, but you know, first female good superhero movie that does take that line and tack and try to like, and I guess that's the thing is like, they are subtly changing wonder woman in a way that, uh, bothers me a little bit. Well, that's uh, what I wanted to ask you and Peter, actually, I was curious about. Is the role of the Amazons as peacekeepers something that's new to the mythos in this uh, movie, or is that... No, but most interpretations when Wonder is of, like, Amazons getting into stuff is when Wonder Woman, like, goes evil, and, uh, 
and it's kind of like a and let me let me just say that evil Wonder Woman is both awesome and sort of terrible at times. Uh, Agreed. Look no farther than Infamous, uh, not Infamous. What is it? Uh, it's Injustice, uh, mm-hmm. the Injustice, Injustice Games, yeah. um, where she dates Superman, and it's awful. <laughs> it's really, really bad. And and Batman even calls her a rebound girl, and it's awful. Um, like Ouch. like two. Yeah, oh, like in, no, it's, like in inju- like in Injustice two in the storyline calls her rebound girl <laughs> to her face oh it, it is it is brutal but at the same it's time it's a pretty fucking awesome read yeah and, and, and that's and the better thing about Injustice 2 is because the good it's like it's alternate dimension Wonder Woman versus actual Wonder Woman who is good and comes in so there's like there's still two interpretations um, but at the same time I do think that like you know it is kind of like you know, and then there's also like you know the other point that it gets in is Flashpoint, where Wonder Woman tries to take oh, over the yes, world with yeah. the Amazons, and all the female superheroes side with them, and they go out and kill everyone, which is kind of like, eh, and it's like yeah. them versus Atlantis and this sort of thing. I mean, yeah, that that that's that. I, I'm actually glad you brought that up because because that's what I immediately went to right. in my head. I kind of right. want to uh, get back to what Sarah said just to close out the feminism point in my mind because this movie has had me thinking about it. I think. As far as the love being a feminine value or not, uh, and for Jacket being for you just a little too on the nose, since this is the first female superhero movie we've yeah. had in a while, I think. Um, I, I don't know. My girlfriend kind of once said to me, you know, feminism isn't wearing, isn't about wearing, being able to wear more or less clothes. It's being, it's about being able to wear what you want. So maybe. You know, it, it's kind of the paradox and the trouble of the expectations of any, any movie. One, you know, cultural product that's going to carry forward, like, the movement is that the movement means different things to different people. So if, you know, for uh, the first female lead in a superhero movie to embody something that, you know, could or could not be traditional, maybe we're just seeing it as traditional because that's what we expect to see. But whereas it is actually appropriate to the arc and the plot of this movie, it's... You know, like it could be in a, in a, in a similar well, value in a, in a male-led superhero film. It just hasn't been or hasn't... I don't know. I mean, it's it's just more specifically that it's erotic love for me that it's a problem. I really would have loved it to be camaraderie and friendship like it is in Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. that kind of saves the day. Because that's... You know, yeah. I think that's where the film shines is less... At least in the... We're getting back to the romance and I'm, I'm retreading old ground. I'm sorry. But I think... I mean, there's uh, still a romance in Guardians, though, between yeah. the two lead characters. Yeah, but it's just a lot better well the point uh, i was trying to make yeah. is that in romance. it is yeah. not better it's just <laughs> it's not better i mean with sorcery i i agree with uh i'm just gonna finish by saying you know i, I agree with with ben on this because you know if if this was like a man of steel type wonder woman who just like a completely you know a, a traditional superhero right who doesn't really have many motivations um that are apparent from like the arc of her story you know, it would have been a much less impactful movie by having her have actual emotions and an actual, you know, romantic storyline. Um, I think actually makes it a much more powerful movie because I now relate a lot more to her as a character. And it doesn't really matter that she's a woman. You know, if if it was like a male superhero, it would have still been a really good movie. And by having a character that you can relate to, I think actually makes it way more interesting. <laughs> yeah, if it was a male superhero and like the female died and then inspired him to go on to beat Ares, you would have been bothered by it. Like, I do think that's that that may be an issue for me is that the gender reverse nature of this movie would be insulting. Really, you think? I mean, well, has, I mean, so. would, would 
Well, I yeah. found it interesting that Ben compared this to Casino Royale just a little bit because, I mean, that's, I mean, spoiler alert for Casino, but that's, that's what happens, except this time, at least Steve Trevor had agency with his death. He was no, I, I agree. saving like people. It wasn't just Eva is, Green is... trapped in a cage in the ocean. Yeah, yeah that's, that yes, was that's I made really... to see, but I'm not going to get in that. <laughs> we'll talk about that on our Casino Royale Evergreen episode. Yeah, you you love you love that scene, don't you, Ben? <laughs> oh, I do. Where she uh, licks the blood off symbolically okay. off well, of his fingers. Well, we're going down. Ben doesn't um, know good love scenes. All right, uh, moving on to score. I'm just joking. I'm just fucking shit. Why did you say that, Jack? I I have a question for Katie and Sarah. No worries. Um, go ahead. Go ahead, Ben. Okay. Um. So my question mainly is uh, one thing I was really impressed with and one of the reasons I say that it was a good call to get a female director uh, for this movie is that one thing I was really impressed with cinematically was that I never felt like the camera was leering at Wonder Woman. It absolutely viewed her as beautiful, but in a way that I felt like you would view a statue or a monument or a mountain piece, you know, some a, a, a Aristotle... Aristotelian. Le- Aristotelian, thank yes. you. Couldn't make that word in my Words, mouth. They're hard. Um, uh, level of divine beauty. Which and I'm curious can't... as women who okay, love women, how Absolutely. you guys felt was, about that. It was really refreshing to see a woman, especially a female superhero, shot that way. At, without it, it, Leering is the perfect word for that. A lot of the time, these camera angles and the way that they will use the camera is makes you feel like you are leering at a lot of women on screen and this did not do that it just it was it was more reverent about her beauty it's almost like a uh, film directed by a woman that doesn't cater to male gaze as much (laughs) imagine (laughs) that I I mean I I have to admit I do think it's it's definitely intentional on the directors and cinematographers part because to be honest I can only imagine that with that short a skirt not having kind of a gaze or leering at her would be not I don't mean I don't mean to say it's difficult but I mean not shooting her from like certain angles like you know notice like how she's very rarely shot from below and that there's yeah, like yeah. sort of elements of that that to me like they went above and beyond to make it like that and I think that shows definitely and I also really enjoyed like like you know I loved how this movie made her the centerpiece because like every scene was lit to Gal Gadot's advantage and she has a very she's not like she's not she doesn't have a strange face per se but she has a very interesting face to light and I and you and like some of those low light scenes like Chris Pine like, you know he looks you know he's a you know you know, great specimen of a human being, but like he's above not, average. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he's above average. And I think that's the thing is like you know she on the other hand is like lit perfectly, and it's to hit her advantage as opposed to his. And I do like that. That's there's just like there's such thought out in terms of like the way that she's lit and shot, uh, which doesn't translate to action. But like, well, uh, yeah, I, I I think my my big issue here is like the comparison between because this is an action movie i guess that is like it maybe it is a bait and switch and maybe it's a more like raimi style spider-man but at the same time like it just doesn't compare in action sequences and i don't understand why because gal gadot has shown that she can do action um and has done action and and there's no reason to make it as much cg as it was there's no reason um and i actually like the Ares twist at the end being the lord guy i just think as soon as he like gets flying swords and armor yep. like, yep. like i just yep. all of it just goes to shit you nailed it yeah. <laughs> that was about the point it. where i was like 
down his yeah. yeah. And, I, well, and I'm not even gonna lie, I don't even particularly enjoy the fight scene when she's in the house because she's doing so many flips, and it's not, and I mean, and it is Gal Gadot, but it's very digitally done, and there's so much speed ramping that I'm yeah. like, I don't. I don't. It's think hard it's, to tell what's going on. I think it's a lot of it is stunt doubles with with face CGI on them. As and well. that's that's the problem is like, and that, and I know why they get away with that. I mean, she Captain wasn't America a SWAT agent. <laughs> Let's yeah. be real. She can do no, fun role fighting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that's the thing. Is like she has action chops. Like this is one of those reasons. Is like that Captain America looks so much better on screen is because there's a real person and there's very few moments when it's actual CG and they do a lot of stunts and wire work that is absent from this film. Now that's just a hundred forty-five million dollar film in my take as to why they're doing more CG and why the CG doesn't always look that great. Yeah, here's where I'll agree with you a hundred percent. I feel like with the DC comics movies. And really, I feel like it's Zack Snyder's fault, but yeah, you know, yeah, it really is. <laughs> but they'll it get is. to like yeah. this, you know, they'll get to like the 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 end scene, right? And it's just it feels like a boss battle in a video game every single time. We're yeah. like, we're gonna destroy mm-hmm. like the entire half of the city, and like everything's just gonna explode, and it, it's just too much for me. You know, Marvel just handles it way better, and it's you know, you actually feel like a lot. It, more it was. Particularly I mean, disheartening in this one because I I agree with Jack. I did like the Ares twist and I liked the whole thing about right. He doesn't just create the war; he just kind of influences general human awfulness. You know what I mean? He just kind of gives them a little push. Uh, right. And I think this film had the opportunity to actually have a cerebral-ish sort of final confrontation in some way. Right. And he was a very effectively creepy character, but when you put scrawny old David Thewlis with that mustache <laughs> and giant Why power would you armor, pick Lupin with that? It is like, just that, that moment when Ludicrous. he was like having the flashback to, you know, Zeus punished me yeah. or whatever and he was like shirtless and in change, but he still had that mustache. <laughs> like, I, like, I, I cannot like, take it seriously. Look like upper crust white so men weird. from I loved it though. I loved that it ended up being him. I was like, oh, I should have seen that coming. He's too big a star. I didn't see it either. That, I will give, a, I will give them full credit. I did not see that. Some people are like, oh yeah, I saw it coming from a mile away. I didn't see that at all. I didn't see it Same. at all. I didn't see it no, happening. We didn't. Yeah. Totally caught, yeah. caught totally off guard. Yeah. And, and I can see why people would see it because his introduction of his character seems a little off put in places. And also it doesn't make any sense why the fuck he funded them to go like do it like it's that's that's a little he bit said of a, something about how he wanted her to see you know blah, blah, blah. it's like, uh, like yeah, it's, 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 it's loose at best ben like yeah. it's, it's like <laughs> like i mean at, at, he could have done that and like had her go watch the blitz like that it doesn't really make sense while why he like stopped his grandmaster plan and like exposed her to war i, I mean at the same time, like it is, it is good, I, and I do like that thing. That and that's the thing is like when she like you know, if you had just had a scene where he was more cerebral, like when he just like evaporates her sword, it is so cool. Yeah, and then like yeah. she has all this strength, and it's like this classic male character that can't use her strength, and then maybe uses issues of her femininity to defeat him versus that, and that's like fucking a cool fucking metaphor um, that's lost in her fucking power is love monologue. Yeah shooting lasers i thought she was literally gonna pull a sword out of her like her sword that she has later on yeah i thought she was gonna do a scott pilgrim and like you have received the power of love i'm sorry i know this is like i know this is like this is like iron man to a t like the first iron man where you have like some good sequences and that's the thing i I think the mascara is an iron man fight (laughs) yeah it is it's a very it's it's not it's like even worse in some extent to like to like him like 
Uh, and there's like cool things like you could have done things like he could have been like more of like a devil character with like the grenades and stuff and like you know the elements of war fair are like at his command you know what i mean you could have done a lot a lot of cooler things with like literally the concept of war and it's just like wasted on like the comic book version of him which is equally uncompelling in the same exact yeah, way. yeah you could have made him like loki right in the marvel movie who's not like a powerful yeah, why, why not yeah uh, yeah but he's just a really good manipulator. And it's not like she doesn't have to do something to, like, save everyone. Like, there's still a lot in the background going on. I really hated that end shot where they, like, have the reveal of, like, Dr. Poison's face mask blowing off. What was the point? What was the point of that? It was, was that was none. bad. Because she, she was supposed to look pitiful. She was supposed to look pitiful and you were supposed to feel pity for her even though she's... But you know what's underneath. But like, I, why I, is it a I reveal? didn't feel I don't know. any pity for her because in all honesty it wasn't that bad if you compare her to someone like, I don't know, Two-Face. <laughs> right. Right. I, I guess like I guess like, you know... I think she just looked very sad in that moment rather than like, oh, horrible. She looked more scared and like, oh god, I'm gonna die yeah, yeah. rather than... Maybe it was that, the like like it was supposed to metaphorically represent how like p- yeah pathetic she was where she was supposed to be this badass villain the whole time hiding behind a mask but oh look the beautiful the pitiful humanity really she's just well even during that scene there's there is that kind of dichotomy between the wretchedness and vulnerability of humanity and basically which one is she going to pick to go with are they more wretched than vulnerable or do they need protecting or is it two sides of the same coin the wretchedness mm-hmm. makes them awful like they're both wretched and vulnerable right, and still right. worth saving so i guess it's like you know this like this lady that killed some I, I i get what they're going for i just still think it's kind of again too like this is my <laughs> big complaint is and like maybe this is just like my take on superhero movies is that like you know metaphors need to be metaphors and not soliloquies um, i think a lot of the, the especially the end of this movie could have been summed up with i get what they were going for but uh, yeah. uh, no actually absolutely and that's the thing is like everything they were going for i'm really into like the concept is there it's just like she never needed to say love you know what i mean Right. Yeah, yeah, I feel I'm like with you on that one. Yeah. Not just yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm I am also I really am heartless. So take <laughs> that okay. one. <laughs> I don't think anyone Sad on this face. podcast is heartless. Just for the record, uh, you know, um, like I, 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 know. I think it we need is to like, take that I'm back not... a step. Like just because Chris Pine and Gal Gadot, I don't think have like great. Ah, let's not go here. Oh, we've, talked, we've, talked <laughs> we've, we've done this already. It yeah. Didn't, yeah. My my issue. It my issue. It did not need to lead to sex. That's what. That's all I'm saying. It did not need to lead to sex. Or that did not if need it to did happen. lead to sex, it needed to have a sex scene. No. no. Oh no. Nah. Oh, you're me. Yeah. I mean, me y'all know me. I, I. I like and like or just like some. I, I agree with you. I, I don't know, Captain Jack. America... I don't know what you want out of this movie. I just don't understand. <laughs> no, I, I think Captain America did it a lot better with Peggy. Like, they don't have sex, and it's bittersweet, and it's beautiful. And I think that's the issue. It's like, for some reason, the movie need had a, had a need to complete their romance as opposed mm-hmm. to leaving it bittersweet. And it would have been much more powerful for it. I mean, sometimes. I mean, this is the I'm nature of, like, really relationships, right? Like, sometimes... Right Sometimes that's the way they go. Yeah, no, it serves no purpose. That's the problem. Yeah, I think it, I think it does. I think I, I think his 
maybe it's just a personal thing, but I think sex is a very important part of relationships. So I, I find it as uh, a, a Ben, important. please. Who's going to disagree with that? I'm seeing that you guys aren't. I'm just. I'm not trying to be like a dick about it. I'm just saying like I. I, I just. I did not in that moment be like, oh, come on. I was like, oh, that's they built up to this moment. They didn't just start fucking out of nowhere. I just you know? don't think the sex yeah. changed anything in their relationship. Right. The it would have been I think it was all the com- better for not having existed at all, which is in that case, don't do it at all. I think it's a culmination of their relationship. And I think it's like them realizing no, the that they're in love with each other. The culmination is when she reveals that he's like kind of like that. That's the thing is that it's the whole other arc, philosophical arc happening in the background that's devoid of. That's the thing is like the, the arc of philosophy is separated from the actual romance and not tied together. And that's why the relationship feels weak to me is because like the whole arc where it's so much more compelling when they sort of have a like a maybe a love you thing. And then there's like but he's representative of humanity and mankind for her and his like duplicitous and like nature is like a problem for her that is revealed and she can't stand it and that and that's that is the arc at the point that it twists and that's my issue is that the sex scene occurs before the twist of the arc you know robbing them and that scene particularly of all the catharsis of an actual relationship and the quality of it and i guess that's like you know that's that's just my point is like it's the relationship is and the sex are very very divorced from what's happening in the rest of the movie Mm. I mean, See, I just don't agree. I just feel like it's it's her embracing humanity in that moment, and that's why it really worked for me. <laughs> and then immediately rejected. <laughs> Peter. Oh yeah, she embraced humanity. All right. <laughs> the one thing I wish they did, and they would never do, because it's a PG thirteen movie, and I understand why they did it, but it would have been a lot more powerful. If she was actually in the village when it got gassed. Yeah, because I, there's I no think, way. There was, I think if this she, movie is dark, by the way, just like it is. Yeah, that was a dark PG thirteen. Th- yes, yeah, this was a hard PG thirteen, and that was one of the things that I was somebody like Katie was saying to me. She's like, uh, if little girls are going to go to this, like, there's going to be a lot of like crying, yeah. like yeah. explanations yeah. about what. But it was like, but for once, it was appropriately dark because it was about World, World War One. It wasn't just man. dark yeah. for the sake of being oh, dark. No, I'm, not, I'm not criticizing the movie at all. I just think that it may be. Like, you know, this may be, again, another issue of, like, the way that it's advertised. Yeah, that's fair. Though, at this point, I guess people should expect it of DC superhero movies. You know what I mean? I was going to say, we did. Yeah. Like, we took, Sarah and I took three little kids to go see it, and they did just fine. But I, I've got to tell you, man, I kept looking over at them like, yeah, you worried, okay? you know? Yeah. yeah. Because that was the thing in my theater. There was like there was like a party of like six little girls and I was like and then they gassed the village and I was like, Fuck Like, oh god, yeah. no. Yeah. Like they just gassed people. Yeah, kids can handle shit. a lot sometimes, you'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah okay. Alright, let's yeah, go. Yeah, they ahead. they uh a lot better about that than I think we give them credit for. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I, I, it's not a, that is not at all a criticism of this movie. In fact, I, I prefer it to actually like get into the core issue of it than to just like hint. It would have been so worse Absolutely. if it just hinted at that. So I, I appreciate the movie for what it is. At the same time, like I still kind of want a modern day like Power Wonder Woman film that this oh, movie. That's so bad. That's that's what the next one will be. They they announced it'll be in the modern day. So. Yep, I think yes. I think it'll be interesting. I also think that I really dislike a movie like with a whole flashback mechanic, but I feel like 
DC wrote themselves into a corner. Yeah, they kind of did. I was like, oh, it's the framing device. That's how well, this movie is. At the very least, thank God we didn't see drunk Ben Affleck I mean, like, what? I wonder what, what's up. <laughs> Tell me your story, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm done with this series. <laughs> <laughs> I'm broken. I mean, it was. Yeah, um, yeah. He's like. It was kind of powerful in the sense that, like, she's still thinking about him however many decades later. No, right? no it's important. not. It's, it's corny, ham handed. And nah. if they could have not done it, they should have done it. And that's just. But that's not their fault for that movie. That's not the director's fault. That's it's just Zack Snyder's fault. And no, it is. It's Zack Snyder's fault. And the fact that <laughs> the DC Zack people Snyder's don't fault. fucking plan this shit out like Marvel people do. And that's just no, that's not the movie's fault. It it's just yeah. Read, <laughs> read them. But at the very God. least, I'm so glad there wasn't a, a Marvel moment of like, oh, the staff of Goobajoo. This <laughs> <laughs> <four> years. What? <laughs> Uh, I, I, I have to admit, as more I have to admit, like as more cosmic as like the the cameos have gotten with like Adam Warlock, and in like watching him like go from like like a couple Googles to like a billion Googles overnight, and it's like making all these people like discover like these very weird like Marvel comics, or like Howard the fucking Duck. Like apparently, like people mm-hmm. are like actually watching Howard the fucking Duck more now than when it was fucking released, which is hilarious. <laughs> I Thank just, you, James I Gunn. Just, I just, cracks me up so much like how it like this like reintroduces stuff i i, I guess that's one of the things i always again. wondered about that duck yeah <laughs> yeah how was the duck yeah he's a he's and... a he's a duck he's a duck he's a marvel universe he's a marvel universe like in canon duck detective yep. oh my god the howard the duck movie he's the like, first he has a marvel crossover movie. with oh, wow. spider-man what like that yep. that happens in the comics and they yeah. go and solve a crime together and Howard like gets drunk. It's 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 amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To to to, to 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 quote the Lego Batman movie, it's worth a Google. <laughs> right. It's like it's like the fact that Condiment King is an actual thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. Though he was he's DC again. A lot of this Islander shit. man. All right, we need to, we really need to get the scores because we really need to get out of here. Yes. Um, but let's go ahead and start first with a word from our sponsors. For you, the listeners of the Movie Gang Podcast, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to try out their service. Uh, again, FreshBooks is a cloud-based counting software which you can utilize to keep track of your books, your daily life, of course, of any uh, you know LLC-based businesses or any other businesses that you need. I highly recommend it. I keep track of both my two businesses, which is Newman Visual Productions and technically the Tuscan Shed Media Network, though. I just use it. Uh, Tuscan Shed is not technically incorporated, but uh, I utilize it to keep the books separate, and uh, I had to file taxes this year on Tuscan Shed. Yeah, we're doing great, except not because fucking taxes. Um, to try FreshBooks free for 30 days, just go to www.gofreshbooks.com and enter the Movie Gang podcast in the How Did You Hear About Us section, or get a 30-day free trial at www.gofreshbooks.com backslash gang. Without FreshBooks, we would be so fucking fucked. That's that's how you recommend an ad with a lot of profanity. <laughs> um, sorry, FreshBooks. <laughs> um, <coughs> coughing. Oh, yeah, I'm 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 on fire today. Oh, you know, just my spine is on fire and my throat and my eyeballs. I'm like crying through this cast for like no reason. Oh, dude, you you definitely have what I had. Yeah, we just got over that. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. not good. <laughs> It's it's yeah it's like you get like your tear ducts are all fucked up. I don't know what it There's is. There's this scene in Futurama where um, Zoidberg coughs up a bunch of yeah. blue marbles or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And he okay. Makes this so let's get to the sound. let's get to the that first person us. first here. Let's start uh, with we Peter. Can't what do you, you give Wonder Woman out of ten? Oh shit! I'm first. Guys. That was okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like doing that. That's why I do it. <laughs> you on. ass. Um, I know. 
I really, really enjoyed this movie. Like, it, it, it's it's something. It a Wonder Woman film is something that I didn't realize I needed up until like a few years ago, and I've been waiting for it ever since. They said, "Oh, she'll be in BVS," um, and I really and I really enjoyed oh, no. like now getting to see it all happen. So I'm giving this movie an eight. Like, yes, basically, basically the collective issues that, that we that we discussed. Yeah. Definitely, like you know, like you know, if you want to nitpick at it, yes, like like they like they were problematic, but but for, but for but for me, it was fun. It was inspiring. Yes, like not not yes, no, not everyone may agree with it, but I personally kind of liked that Wonder Woman's motivation was love. Oh not gonna lie, because it's like because because it's like with Batman, we know that his motivation is justice. With Superman, we know that his motivation is more or less like you are the pinnacle of what man can be. With Wonder Woman, it's like you simply just want this world to exist and have it exist as best it can. And like and so that's why I like her motivation. That like. I, it's 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 my it's that's my personal take on it. Um, the one thing I will say though, and this and this is just my gay ass talking, um, <laughs> and you know where this is. You all will know where this is going. I know. Um, <laughs> the this the scene where Chris Pine's character's in the pool. It's like you missed yeah. out on a perfect opportunity on Chris Pine ass. <laughs> like I'm I, sorry. I, it's, I it's, enjoy it's, it's, how they leer at him versus how they, uh, I, 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 I do enjoy like that dichotomy. Thank you. Like they, they leer like, at him, and that's the issue. That's that's when I noticed it is that she walks into the room and she leers at him, but he, he and doesn't he's just like there. Yeah, I was not exactly. expecting full body hand over dong. I was not expecting them to go. That no, way. neither was I, and neither was neither was I Ben. And so and and so when he was walking away to like get his towel, I was just like, okay, we got the front. Give us the backside. God, Give us the, the more backside. I think about it, the like this is like the hardest PG thirteen movie I've seen in forever. In a like, very long Jesus. time <laughs> since like the Dark Knight. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, an eight from me. I, I I like this movie a lot. I thought it was fantastic. Eight out of ten. Okay. Next up, we have uh, Ben. So uh, three out of ten. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Um, I no, I, I really really enjoyed this throat. movie uh, a lot. Like I said, it, it reminded me of why people like superheroes. I'm I'm honestly like, I've just been very deadened by the genre uh, recently, and and it was a, a good reminder of. <laughs> Of why people look up to people like that, and why um, people want to believe in something greater than themselves, and in a hero that's better than than what uh, us petty mortals can be, and uh, I appreciated that a lot for it. Uh, it would be a higher score for me if the Ares fight wasn't such a lame. Disappointment. Wait, wait, is it? Did you give it a three out of ten? No, that's no, that was I'm joking. <laughs> oh, cool. What did you, what'd you um, give it? Sorry, I apologize. I was like, I was I'm like, damn, like, Ben, you're like a quarter of me. <laughs> Jesus. I'm kidding. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, it's uh, it's it's definitely my favorite DC movie. It's one of my favorite uh, superhero movies in a while, and uh, I, I really just appreciated just for, just on a side level uh, a, a blockbuster that actually had like pace to it jesus christ like i've been so <laughs> exhausted Thank by you. movies that don't take time to have character beats and this had so many great character beats i love the little team there was that great little moment where the actor talked about you know how he couldn't get roles because he was brown and that was a really really like just like a nice little oh, moment yeah. and that's what i've been missing in a lot of these movies and i wish it didn't end in big punchy punchy Zack Snyder reaction uh, at the end but that is what it is and the no man's land scene is one of my favorite scenes in any superhero movie but it's still a bit of a mixed bag but the highs are so high that's why i'm giving it an eight out of ten well said 
All right. Next up is Sean. Yeah. Um, I actually have to echo a lot of what Peter and, and Ben have said. Um, you know, it was, this is a really, for, we have to step back and just like think about how freaking heavy of a lift this movie was to actually like pull off and pull off in a really kind of intelligent and cohesive way. And I think, you know, Patty Jenkins gets all the credit in the world for making this work. Um, you know, uh, other than that, I just have to really echo what was said. You know, I had a really good time. I thought, you know, the action really kind of was, was lackluster, but it really didn't detract all that much from it. But it was just a really intelligent storyline and really great characters. And I you know, had a lot of fun watching them. I can't wait to see them again. So I'm going to give the same score. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. All right, Trevor, you're up next. Uh, I'm going to make the math hard on you and give it a 7.5. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I think it's, I, I would say it's a solid 7, but it's a little bit more than that for me, uh, simply because um, I'm going to go ahead and reference what Ben said again. The uh, I loved Wonder Woman not letting anyone tell her what she could and couldn't do and getting up into no man's land and storming the trenches. Um, I actually really liked, uh, for me, the uh, friendship she had with the other um, the the kind of motley crew that they assembled and the performances of um, since we talked about all the other stars in this movie I, I really like the performances of those guys I think Edwin Bremner plays the sniper Charlie and then Saeed Tagmau plays Samir the one the aspiring actor Ben was talking about I really like them and um yeah i find found it enjoyable overall there's still just like a little bit too much zack snyder in there for me and uh with the action scenes and just at some point the car- the camera just goes sideways as uh chris pine is uh riding on a motorcycle through the forest and i'm just like why why did that <laughs> why did we get that oh right because it looked cool to somebody right uh, kind of you know so uh 7.5 i'm gonna go with all right. Sarah, you're up next. Okay. I'm also going to make the math hard. Um, I give it an 8.5 out of 10. Um, totally agree with everything that's already been said. Um, the Ares fight scene at the end could have been better. But as Ben said, the, the highs outweigh the lows so much in this movie. And... Um, the, the extra point five, you know what? I gave BVS a higher score than I would have because of Wonder Woman, and I just, Gal Gadot was so great that she there, she gets an extra half a point because she was just amazing. <laughs> and uh, Katie, you're up next. All right, actually, uh, that's weird. I was going to go with 8.5 as well. I, again, agreeing with uh, pretty much everything that's been said on here, but... It's been a while since I've been this impressed by a film. It's faults aside. And uh, it's also incredibly refreshing to see something that empowers little girls and women. Uh, Watching my two 10-year-old nieces just be enthralled by this was amazing. And it just... It meant something to me that way, and also gave me an island I want to go live on. Yes. We we both want to go to there. (laughs) And I'd also like to quickly tack on to mine. I I meant to say this, and I forgot. Um, This is the first movie that I've seen in a very long time that I actually want to go see it again while it's in theaters. I haven't experienced that in a really long time. Let's do that. 
All right, so that leaves me awkward. Um, it's going to get more awkward. I, I give it a 6 out of 10. Um, I uh, I think one of the things that maybe this is my perspective on this, but like I'm not – I feel like Ben and a lot of – maybe this is like the perspective on a lot of the other casts. Like people are getting tired of the Marvel formula. I'm not, and I prefer that style of superhero genre. And so watching this sort of return to Raimi's Spider-Man, without it actually being as perfect as Raimi's Spider-Man, uh, it comes off kind of awkward to me sometimes. And also, like, I guess the thing is, like, going to see a summer blockbuster action movie and the action being, for me, all the way through lackluster and uninteresting, especially with somebody that is as physically awesome with a power set as Wonder Woman. Um, it's just one of those things that like DC can't handle and DC is still like trying to do way too much with CG and things. And then, and that's the issue is it's just, just so many moments that are just like a little bit corny and ham handed to me, uh, versus like, you know, like kind of the power of love thing. And that's the thing is like the last 20 minutes of the film. I think we all agree that it's a problem. I think the big thing is that like, for me, it's indicative of problems that were apparent through the whole movie. Um, with some of like the elements of that, I don't, I, I don't have the love, I don't like the love story, but at the same time, like I think that the the character interaction works, but it's different than like that one sex scene because I feel like it it doesn't add or subtract anything, so it doesn't affect my score. Uh, but at the same time, I do think that you know this is you know six from me is still a recommendation, like a five is a neutral and a six is a recommendation. And I think that the reason is I still recommend this, and I understand that in the greater cultural context, like this is a big fucking deal, and it's it's and if you are a young girl, you should take, you should go see this, or you know you should take young girls to go see this. And having issues of representation, I don't put that in my score necessarily because that's not my personal like perspective. And for me, like I just I wanted an action movie, and I got kind of more a treatise on war, and at times a treatise that felt ham-handed and that's maybe that's why i didn't like love it at the same time it works overall and it is still like by far the dc high watermark a high watermark even among marvel movies like hulk the thors are way worse uh than this movie clearly um but uh, again like again like i said kind of mid-marvel and that's just uh yeah that's it for me and that does the math out to like 56.5 divided by 7 is like a 7.78 which i'll round up to an 8 out of 10 the movie gang podcast gives wonder woman an 8 out of 10 all righty uh yeah this is the nice part where I get to just drop that six and walk away and end the podcast and no <laughs> one can argue with me. Um, but that's okay. Uh, but for the, uh, for the movie gang podcast, this has been Ben Haworth. Cause you got to go right, Ben. I do have to go and I'll just quickly say whether you like this movie or not. Uh, I would read the David E. Kelly pilot for the wonder woman TV show. He did. I uh, was trying to do and see how to fuck up Wonder Woman so goddamn oh, yeah. hard because oh, yeah. it, is it is one of the worst things I've ever read and uh, 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 you can see how Wonder Woman could have been horribly butchered so that's all I have to say <laughs> I, I, this is actually maybe my issue here too is that like I think that the Superwoman like like the Supergirl TV show is like maybe a better feminist presentation it's getting pretty problematic actually oh has it because I've not been kept up has it gotten worse yeah, she was with this boyfriend who used to own slaves and yeah. was emotionally wow. manipulative. Wow. And what, what, what's his character name? Because I'll probably know him from my Monel. 
Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, so like the what? half... Like the half... From Daxum. Like Krypton? Oh, yeah, he's a Daxamite. Yeah, oh, yeah. fuck, that's complicated. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm that's so, I'm so, another I'm so day's that... rant for yeah, Sarah. Yeah. Well, so it is. The CW yeah. is problematic anyway. I'm so glad both Jack and I are just like, oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> Whenever you First guys, season was phenomenal. Second season is tanking. Yeah. Mm. If, and that's the thing is like when you involve Daxamites, it means that you just don't want to say Kryptonian, which is a bad fucking sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but Lena yeah. Luthor's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, Katie McGrath. Four of the podcast. This has been Peter Dancy. Bye, guys. Sean Solis. It's been fun. John. Yeah. Okay, well, Sean's gone. Say, say goodbye, <laughs> goddammit. He did. He did say goodbye. You didn't hear Oh, him. did I miss it? Okay, he must have cut yes. out on my mic. All right, Trevor Flynn. Good night, everybody. Sarah Becker. Thanks for listening. And again, a big thank you to our special guest, Katie Powell. Thank you so much for coming on, Katie. Thank you, guys. It was great. Yeah, it was fun to have you. Yeah, oh, all right. If you want to go and see more of the Tuscan Shed Media Network's work, head on over to TuscanShed.com or type into Google Tuscan Shed Media Network. You can check out all our podcasts there, including Animania, Geek Space Nine, and coming back this fall, uh, or sooner than fall, I think it's a couple weeks from now, uh, A Feast for Bros. So go and check out all our podcasts. Head back uh, on over to Twitter and go to at the underscore movie underscore gang. Also, you can check out Animania and uh, Geek Space Nine there as well. Which Geek Space Nine now has new cover art, so be sure to check that out. This this Thursday, we'll have our new awesome cover art. Ooh, cool. I'm excited. I'm excited to update the the pod feed and the website and and go uh, check that out there. And also, if you want to help support the Tuscan Shed Media Network, head on over to tuscanshed.com backslash support us. And there's a myriad number of ways that you can, for free, help keep the lights on here and help, help us keep doing this. All right, head on over to Twitter and post us some links. Tell us if you liked uh, our, the bigger casts or any information you want or what you think of Wonder Woman. Um, unless you're a terrible person, then don't tell me what you think of Wonder Woman. That's a mixed sword. I just realized that I don't necessarily want to invite on myself over on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. From everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast, thanks for listening. <laughs> I am probably going to put that